Hello friends and happy Thursday. I'm coming to you from Wednesday and <laughs> I've had quite the week. So per usual, I'm going to start by giving unnecessary info about my life that nobody asked for. Um, but that's what we're here for. So let's just get into it. So your girl was coming to you not live last Tuesday and she was stressed as heck. And then I was immediately, <laughs> I immediately went to a hair appointment to get my hair cut by someone I thought I trusted and she done messed up and <laughs> it's really bad. And now I look like um, Lord Farquaad is probably the closest um, celebrity reference I could get. Um, so love that. <laughs> and then I went to New York, um, but right before then my entire website just like blew up in my face which wow what a ride so I was just sitting there doing work because like I said I had I had mismanaged my work week um and I had a lot to do right before my trip so um I was doing that and then I got an email from my host I used HostGator and they were like hi we <laughs> had to shut your whole all of your websites down because um the server usage was like out of control um let us know when you've taken care of it and we will fix it and i was like uh, yikes um what i was confusion because i had not changed anything on any of my websites in like a month and i was shook by this but i had a pretty good idea of what had gone wrong because I am <laughs> smart. No, because there was a recent WordPress update and I got all the automatic alerts for it. And then I was noticing some issues on some of the other websites. I have like a billion websites, which is part of the problem. But I was noticing a bit of an issue on all of them, basically, with something going wrong. I don't know how to explain this. I'm pretty sure, though I don't know this confidently, I'm pretty sure that what went wrong is one of my plugins, um, it went, it, it like my hairdresser, it done messed up, and it was not doing well. I think it was either um, hacked um, through a third party, or it just like did not go very well with the new version of WordPress. And it had basically became like a huge CPU nightmare where basically it was draining all my resources. And I was like, big yikes to this. Um, so that happened right before my trip. So I contacted HostGator support and they did a pretty good job explaining like what it could be. Um, though they didn't know. I mean, no one knew. So I guess that's fair. And then they gave me access to my website um, through a special IP address. So I was able to access it even though it was down and I was able to take care of it while I was on my trip. It actually didn't end up being that big of a nightmare. It was really annoying because I was traveling so I couldn't take care of it. But then I had some free time my first night and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and do this for two hours. And it, it wasn't that complicated. Um, I did fix it. I emailed them and it was back up the next day. So I was like, cool. Um, but... I was thinking of what to do for this podcast, and I was like, I gotta talk about that, um, and I gotta talk about hosting, because now that this has happened, I, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to upgrade my hosting um, for a number of reasons that I will get into. I don't know if I'll stay with the same host. I might. I'm honestly, I have never had an issue with HostGator. I know that a lot of people 
don't really think that's a good fit for them. And I totally understand why. We'll talk about it. Um, but for me, I've never had an issue. Even when this did happen, it wasn't really their fault. It was my website's fault. Um, I think it was a third party um, plugins fault. Um, and ultimately it was not the end of the world. So we'll talk more about that and why I'm considering upgrading what I'm considering upgrading to. But a lot of people in the past have asked me about hosting, like who I host with, who I'd recommend, and also the reasoning behind it. And I think a lot of bloggers in particular and freelancers, anyone who has a website, might not really understand the tech behind hosting and what it, the different types of hosting mean and like what you even need. And that's something I know really well because <laughs> I write about tech stacks for a living. So I can tell you all about it. So we're going to talk about it. And then by the end of this, you will know what kind of hosting you need and you'll know why I'm making my decision. So First of all, let's talk about what a server is, what a domain is, what all of this even is. So a server is your web hosting and your domain name is something completely separate. So <laughs> the server is a physical location. It's a physical box thing, a physical server thing. Um, it sort of looks like if you lived in the 90s and you had one of the giant computers <laughs> with like the giant uh, CPU things. It looks like that. It's really loud and hot and etc. And a server is a physical thing like that and it is stored at your host provider who owns several or millions of servers. You could own a server in your house. It just isn't very practical. I mean some people do. Big name companies don't usually use a hosting provider. They will actually have their own server on site and they will have their own room for this and it is literally takes up the whole room. Um, if you've ever seen the HBO show um, Silicon Valley, I believe when they're building their application, they have a server room and that shows it. But anyway, so you can think of the server as the house. It's like where all your stuff is. And then the website URL, that's the address. So whenever people are like, oh, where do you buy your website URL, like, et cetera, like, where do I get the hosting? Like, I'm always, I'm always hoping that they are understanding. These are very separate things. Um, when you buy a website URL, you're not buying any storage space. So your website URL is important, but doesn't mean anything. Really, it's just like your post address, basically. And I actually never buy my <laughs> website URLs from the same place I buy hosting because you can find good deals. I usually get mine on Namecheap for like real cheap, literally. Um, and you can direct the website URL to literally any server location. So don't feel like you need to buy it all together because sometimes it's cheaper not to and you don't need to because they're completely unrelated. So that's that. Think of the server as the house, your website URL is the address. And your website house, your host, they house all the servers so you don't have to. Your host will also provide things like bandwidth, which is basically the amount of data that's transferred, and also the usage, so traffic. <laughs> like if you have a lot of traffic, you're going to require a higher bandwidth. If you don't have a lot of traffic and you also have a really simple website and you're not transferring a ton of data to your users, then you don't really need it. Then you can also think of this as like leasing a space in a store. Like when you go, if you wanted to start your own store, you're going to um, lease a space, um, obviously, unless you're going to build it yourself. You're going to lease a space with like a, a retail building. So the host in this case is the retail building. So got a lot of metaphors. So there's three main types of hosting that are common today. And the kind of hosting you get is going to depend on how much space you need and the bandwidth like we talked about. And also your customization and like your level of comfort. 
Um, so you can think of this like purchasing a small pizza shop versus like buying a giant mall. These are different things and we're going to talk about all of them. There's actually four main types of hosting, but one of them is pretty new and I would not recommend it to anyone on here, but we will still talk about it. So let's talk about the most common one, shared hosting. So shared hosting is the cheapest. Um, you probably use it if you have your own hosting plan um, through some kind of provider like Bluehost or please don't use Bluehost or HostGator or GoDaddy or any of those. Um, you probably use shared hosting. So why do people use it? It's really cheap. <laughs> That's the reason. So with shared hosting, there are many accounts, like many different websites on the same server or group of servers. So you can think of this like if you're living in an apartment, you have neighbors all around you. You might have to share the laundry room. You have to share the parking lot. Like when the parking lot is too crowded or someone's throwing a party outside, like everyone is affected. The same is true for shared hosting. So if something goes wrong with one of the websites on that shared hosting server, it could potentially affect you. I'm not saying that I will, but it could. And that is what happened to me. Nothing. I was the problem. So something had happened to my website, probably through the third party app, like I said, and it was affecting the other people on my server. And that's why my host was like, yo, we can't do this. So that's why they shut it down in their email to me. They said, we are worried that your, um, your server usage is starting to affect the others on your shared plan. And we're going to have to shut it down temporarily. Fine. I get it. So that's one of the fun risks of shared hosting. But still, for most mid to small businesses or websites, you don't need more than that, honestly. You generally, the cutoff is if you get under 2,000 visitors per day, this is all you need. And it's true, you really don't need more than that. And I think as long as you're working with a host you trust and you know what it means to be in a shared plan um, and you take preventative steps, which we'll talk about, you're good. Don't panic. If you're like, oh my God, I didn't know I was sharing space with other websites, like don't panic, you're fine. Let's talk about the next type of hosting, which I'm going to consider like the other extreme of this is called, <laughs> it's like dedicated hosting. It's not like dedicated hosting. That's what it is. Dedicated hosting is where you lease the server space you need. So you're not sharing. You might need the whole server. You might only need a little bit, whatever, but you have the entire space is yours and it is not connected to anyone else. There is no sharing. You have complete control and customization of any of the software needed on the server. That's another thing with shared hosting. You do not have customization over this server. You can't change anything. It's, it's all just managed for you in the shared environment. And that's usually fine. But for dedicated hosting, you can share and customize it as needed. You might install different kinds of programs on it, etc. Like just to make it run smoother. Um, that's completely possible. So you can think of this as like living in a single family home. There is no one around you. You've got that acre and the white picket fence. No one's going to bother you because you're alone. So fun. So this is mainly used for big, big websites, like big websites and applications. So this also applies not just to websites, but also like phone apps or like computer apps and whatever. Um, they also use servers. Obviously, everyone does. And <laughs> dedicated hosting is not something anyone listening to this podcast would probably need. I should feel pretty confident in that. But big websites like online retailers, etc., would use dedicated hosting. So what's in the middle? The middle thing is called VPS hosting, which is a virtual private server. So this is a pretty <laughs> weird concept, but you can think of it as like a middle ground. So it's where other people are on the same server, 
but your space is yours alone. So you're not sharing any resources, you're not sharing bandwidth, you have a lot more control than with the shared hosting plan. Um, it's like living in a condo where you have like private parking and private storage and your laundry room is in your house, like that kind of thing. So it's a good middle ground, like you have more control and you don't have to worry about anyone on the same server as you affecting your performance. And you have enough space for anything you need. And that's really important. <laughs> so obviously this is, the price will fluctuate. So a good VPS hosting plan will run you a variety of things, um, depending, usually over $50 a month, um, because there's a lot more hands-on control and also a lot more tech support and et cetera. And that is really helpful for a lot of people, obviously. And that is probably what I will upgrade to. I do not know if I'll stay with HostGator because I need to shop around, I'm a bargain hunter, but I do think that I need VPS hosting because I host all of my websites on the same shared account like a dum-dum. But I did this because only one of my websites is really big, um, SamanthaBility. The other ones are incredibly small. Like they're not designed to get a lot of traffic. They're not going to get a lot of traffic. And the only difference is I've recently been promoting my Disney website and that's doing really well, which is great. But the problem is now there's too much going on and I am I'm surpassing the 2,000 visitors per day between both of them, like pretty consistently. So that's telling me it is time to upgrade and that's a good thing. But I need to definitely shop around to figure that out <laughs> and see which one I wanna go with. I might stick with HostGator for the convenience, but we're gonna see. And that's that. But the other type of hosting that I just wanted to mention in case you're like, I've heard of this, why can't I use this? Is cloud hosting, which is not something you should use. Um, it's an excellent, an excellent option. It's just probably not a good fit for you. So with cloud hosting, you're still relying on real servers despite the name cloud hosting. Like it's actually still server though. Um, there's actually not a fictional cloud in the sky. But anyway, everything is hosted across several servers that are all networked together as one system. So instead of everything being shared in one server, like with a, a dedicated hosting, it's gonna be several. And why would they do this? Because there's no one point of failure. So if one of the, the servers washes away in a flood, it's cool, it's fine. Um, so you have a lot more data storage, a lot more resources, and it's hugely scalable. So this is usually only used for like big tech stacks. So like tech startups or like applications where they're starting small, but they know they're gonna expand, they're gonna use cloud hosting. and. It's really great because you only pay for what you use. It's like pay as you play. So you don't have to worry about buying like a huge tech stack <laughs> server right away when you could just buy a small one and grow. That's great. The issue here is that you need a lot of programming skills. You need Linux skills and you need to code, code it. You need to program it yourself. Um, that's a huge part of it, which is a perk for like these big tech stacks, but probably isn't for just someone trying to do it themselves. And also they're designed for large, large, large traffic websites. So this is just not a good do-it-yourself option and it's not a good <laughs> option for anyone, I would say, who isn't trying to build like the next Facebook. So that's that on cloud hosting. How do you know which one you need? I would tell you to look at the <laughs> your visitors. If you've reached, 2,000 visitors a day consistently, you're making more than that, I would say you need to upgrade to VPS hosting or at least just take a good hard look at like your CPU usage and your bandwidth and make sure you're doing fine. If you are, maybe you don't have a lot of images on your website, maybe your website's just like really small, um, fine. 
But otherwise, if you if you start to feel like you might be pushing the boundaries, I would just say to go ahead and upgrade because it ain't fun to deal with it when it all breaks. It's better to be safe than sorry. And that's that. So how do you know what hosting company to even go with? Um, I would say it doesn't matter but I know it does matter. Um, what it matters on really is how much help you need. I would say that's the biggest thing ever. How much help you need and whether or not it's actually got good uptime. So you can Google the uptime for basically any host out there. Um, some of the best ones are things like um, WordPress Engine and SiteGround. Those are great, but you might not need them. So uh, the perk of using a more expensive shared hosting plan or any more expensive host provider is that you have more hands-on help. So for instance, if your website did what mine just did, you might need some help. You might not know what to do. And that's where a great host can come in because they'll step in and they'll probably fix the problem for you, which is a wonderful like insurance, <laughs> a wonderful safety net. For me, I don't think I need it most of the time because I'm pretty confident uh, with the back end of my website. A lot of the changes I made were through FTP, which if you're if you don't know what that is, then then we don't need to talk about this. Um, what I'm saying is sometimes you need to to be able to do those things on the back end or the coding side or do things literally through cPanel that might make you uncomfortable. And if you don't feel confident doing that, I would not recommend doing that. I would recommend choosing a host that will do it for you so you don't have to worry about it. And there's no shame in that. If anything, that is great. Like to have someone there who you can ask for help when you need it is excellent. That's one of the things that um, isn't so great about HostGator and I'm very open about it. I, I hope I am at least. Um, I, I think HostGator is a great option, especially for new website owners. But at the end of the day, the support well, helpful isn't going to cross over into like the, oh, I'll do it for you territory. It's just not. So <laughs> at least not most likely. Um, they might help you diagnose a problem, but it's unlikely that they're going to take care of it for you or preventatively. So if that's the kind of service you need, I would recommend going with WordPress Engine or SiteGround or a more all-in-one solution. That's my take on that. So what should you do just preventatively in general, regardless of whatever hosting plan you have? First of all, you need to get you need to get a secure site certificate. An SSL certificate is so important. You need that. Um, I don't know why I called it a secure site lock or whatever I called it. It's called a secure socket layer or something. Oh god, I'm so good at computers, guys. Anyway, you definitely need to have some kind of website security. Now I, I even I installed more because I had this issue. But you also need to be really mindful of the plugins or any kind of third party tools you're using. This goes for themes, this goes for plugins, this goes for extensions, this goes for widgets and doodads and whatever. Anything you're installing on your website, you need to make sure it's legitimate. And anything you're not using, delete it. This was one of the biggest changes I made when I had to go through everything. Um, I deleted everything that wasn't currently in use, including themes, including plugins. You don't need them. They're, they're draining your bandwidth and they might link to like any anything could go wrong when you give a third party access to your website you just open a window to like let strangers in your home don't do that just if you don't need it don't just deactivate it delete it and the same with that is make sure everything is updated i sent my wordpress to automatically update but i also am aware that when i do that things probably will go wrong that's okay but i always go in and manually update plugins everything needs to be updated all the time because every time there's an update comes with more security features and you need them. Finally, you better, you better, 
be installing some kind of backup system. So you can do this through your host. If you're using a more comprehensive host, a lot of times they will have a way to just automatically set backups. If you're using WordPress, I highly, highly recommend Updraft Plus. They automatically, and it's free, will save anything like a whole file backend of your website to um, Dropbox or Google Drive or whatever, or even email it to you. This is automatic, and they I have mindset to do it once a week. I have no fear if anything goes wrong with my website, I'm like, it's fine because I always have a backup and that is the most important thing. So that was my rant today on, on this beautiful story time of what happened when my CPU usage um, exploded. So I will update you on whether or not I'm going ahead with my upgrade next week. I need to look into it more. But I hope that this really helped clarify the types of hosting and also just like which one's right for you. Um, when in doubt, go with shared hosting. I think that 90% of the time for like new to mid-sized bloggers is the right choice. Um, but if you start to have issues, don't hesitate to upgrade. It's not as hard as you think it is. Um, and VPS isn't like as crazy advanced as you think it is. It, it's very straightforward. So I don't think anyone needs to be afraid of what their hosting is and what it means, etc. And that's my moral of the day, kids. So anyway, uh, I have some more work to do and I'm going to go do that. But thanks for listening and have a very productive week. Bye.